Hare Krishna. Good morning to everyone who's listening in. Rupanugadas with you this morning. We'll be reading today and discussing uh, from the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. This is chapter 2, and we'll be dealing with text number 15. The glorious, spotless Purana, Srimad Bhagavatam. We welcome all of you listening in online, by radio, telephone, those of you who are here in the temple compound. We're very happy that you have chosen to spend a little time listening to philosophy this morning. And we pray that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji, will bless us with some words that will be inspiring to you and maybe even enlightening to you. So before we begin, as usual, we'll invoke the blessings of the Supreme Personality of Godhead with a little song. Join in with us, if you will. Jaya Radha Matahava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Girivaradhari Gopi Janavallabha Girivaradhari Yashodanandana Bhajajana Ranjana Bhajajana Ranjana Jashodanandana Bhajajana Ranjana Bhajajana Ranjana Jamuna Tidavanachari Jamuna Tidavanachari Jamuna Tidavanachari Jamuna Tirabhanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jayom Vishnupad Paramahamsa Parivijaka Charja Hasto Tarasatta Sri Srimadha's Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ghi Jai Jayom Vishnupad Paramahamsa Parivijaka Charja Hasto Tarasatta Sri Srimadha's Divine Grace Srila Bhaktivedanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ghi Jai Anantakoti Vaishnavarinda ki jai. Iskan BBT founder Acharya Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Iskan Guru Param Para ki jai. Shri Rup Shri Sanatan Bhattaraganat Shri Jeeva Gopal Bhattadasaraganat Satko Samiprabhu ki jai. Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopa Gopinath Shamakun Radhakun Giri Govardhana ki jai. Shri Vrindavandam ki jai, Shri Maturadam ki jai, Shri Mayapurnavadri dam ki jai, Shri Jagannath Puri dam ki jai, 
श्री श्री राधा कलचंद जी धाम की जाय गंग देवी की जाय जमुनमाई की जाय तुलसी देवी की जाय भक्ति देवी की जाय समवेद भक्त वृंद की जाय बृहत बदांग ट्रांसेंडेंटल बुक ट्रांसेंडेंटल प्रसारण डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन की जाय नताय गौर प्रेमानंद ग्रंथराज श्रीमद् भागवतम की जाय All glories to the Assembly devotees. Hare Krishna. All glories to the Assembly devotees. Hare Krishna. All glories to the Assembly devotees. Hare Krishna. All glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. Namon Vishnu Vadaya Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane. Namaste Saraswati Deve Gorabani Pacharine Nivishashinavari Pastata Deshatarine Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanaduttamam Devim Sarasatim Yasantato Jaya Mudirayat Nasta Preshwa Badreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavatyuttamashloke Bhakti Bhavadinashtaki Once again, we're reading this morning from the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter number two. Chapter is entitled Divinity and Divine Service. And we've already made it up to text number 15. So that's the text that we'll be reading this morning, and we'll start out by reading line by line the Sanskrit. And uh, after I read, then you can please repeat, even if you're at home or at work. Yad anudyasina yukta. Yad anudyasina yukta. Karma Granti Nibandhanam Karma Granti Nibandhanam Chindati Kovidastasya Chindanti Kovidastasya Kona Kuryat Kataratim Kona Kuryat Kataratim All right, so Sam, I think since you've already chanted the verses with us, uh, we'll just go directly into the word-for-word translation. Will that be all right? All right, for the first word, Yat which anudhya remembrance asina 
sword, yukta, being equipped with, karma, reactionary work, granti, knot. That's like a knot in a rope. That's that kind of knot. Nibandhanam, interknit, chindanti, cut, kovida, intelligent, tasya, his, ka, who, na, not, huryat, shall do. Katha, messages, ratim, attention. Very good. And this is the translation now in English from the Sanskrit. This translation and the following purport are by His Divine Grace. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation, with sword in hand, intelligent men cut through the binding knots of reactionary work or karma by remembering the personality of Godhead. Therefore, who will not pay attention to his message? Now repeat with me, Sam. With sword in hand, intelligent men cut through the binding knots of reactionary work or karma by remembering the personality of Godhead. Therefore, who will not pay attention to his message? Very good. Very well done, Sam. Purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. The contact of the spiritual spark with material elements creates a knot which must be cut if one wants to be liberated from the actions and reactions of fruitive work. Liberation means freedom from the cycle of reactionary work. This liberation automatically follows for one who constantly remembers the transcendental pastimes of the personality of Godhead. This is because all the activities of the Supreme Lord, which means his Leela, are transcendental to the modes of the material energy. They are all attractive spiritual activities, and therefore constant association with the spiritual activities of the Supreme Lord gradually spiritualizes the conditioned soul and ultimately severs the knot of material bondage. Liberation from material bondage is therefore a byproduct of devotional service. In other words, liberation from these material bodies is not the ultimate goal of devotional service, but it's simply a byproduct. Attainment of spiritual knowledge is not sufficient to ensure liberation. In other words, just having spiritual knowledge will not, is not su- sufficient to ensure liberation. Such knowledge must be overcoated. This is an interesting word Srila Prabhupada uses. Such knowledge must be overcoated with devotional service 
so that ultimately the devotional service alone predominates. Then, uh, then liberation is made possible. If even the reactionary work of the fruitive workers, that means that work which causes us to have reactions, the reactionary work of the fruitive workers can lead one to liberation when it is overcoated with devotional service. Karma overcoated with devotional service is called karma yoga. Similarly, empirical knowledge means the knowledge that we gain about the world around us from experiencing it. Empirical knowledge overcoated with devotional service is called jnana yoga. But pure bhakti yoga is independent of such karma and jnana because it alone can not only endow one with liberation from conditional life, but also award one the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Bhakti yoga can award one the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Therefore, any sensible man or woman who is above the average man or woman with a poor fund of knowledge must constantly remember the personality of Godhead by hearing about him by glorifying him, by remembering him, and by worshiping him always without cessation. That is the perfect way of devotional service. The Goswamis of Vrindavan were authorized by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to preach the bhakti cult, rigidly following this rule and made immense literatures of transcendental science for our benefit. That means the six Goswamis of Vrindavan wrote some uh, many volumes of literature, immense literatures of transcendental science for our benefit. They have chalked out ways for all classes of men in terms of the different castes and orders of life in pursuance of the teachings of Srimad Bhagavatam and similar other authoritative scriptures. End of purport by Srila Prabhupada. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasma Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Sapitam Jena Bhutale Svayam Rupakada Maya Dadati Svabrantikam Vande Ham Shri Guru Shri Dutta Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavams Cha Shri Rupam Sakratattam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Savadvaitam Savaduttam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karana Sando Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanjana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye 
Vanchakalpatarubhascha kripasindobhyevacha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namah. Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sirvaita Karadhara Srivasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Kantara Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Namo Om Vishnu Vadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shri Mate Tamal Krishna Gosamaniti Namani This text today and the purport by Srila Prabhupada points out to us that Practicing bhakti yoga can really be a simple process. It is a simple process because it starts out by reading and hearing. So hearing about the Supreme Person from the Srimad Bhagavatam is one of the ways in which many of us have come to Krishna consciousness. By hearing, we are also including reading. But there is in the Krishna book, in chapter 7, a statement by Srila Prabhupada regarding these two processes. And I'm just going to read Srila Prabhupada's words. If some, This is uh, chapter 7 of Krishna book, entitled, The Salvation of Trinavarta. If someone takes advantage of hearing the pastimes of the Lord, the material contamination of dust accumulated in the heart due to long association with material nature can be immediately cleansed. Lord Chaitanya also instructed that simply by hearing the transcendental name of Lord Krishna, one can cleanse the heart of all material contamination. There are different processes for self-realization, but this process of devotional service, of which hearing is the most important function, when adopted by any conditioned soul, will automatically cleanse him of the material contamination and enable him to realize his real constitutional position, that of being a spirit soul, not the body, but a spirit soul, uh, whose duty it is in life is to, to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Those were my comments. I'll read on with Prabhupada's comments here. Conditional life is due to this contamination only. And as soon as it is cleared off, then naturally the dormant function of the living entity which is rendering service to the Lord, awakens. By developing his eternal relationship with the Supreme Lord, one becomes eligible to create friendship with the devotees. Maharaj Parikshit recommended from practical experience that everyone try to hear about the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. This Krishna treatise that means the Krishna book that we're reading from, is meant for that purpose, and the reader may take advantage of it to attain the ultimate goal of human life. So, uh, simply by hearing about or reading about the personality of Godhead, 
descriptions of his pastimes, one automatically becomes attracted to that supreme person because there is no one who is more beautiful than he is. There is no one who is more powerful than he is. One, There is no one more knowledgeable. There is no one who can renounce as well as he can renounce. He can give up something that would ordinarily be impossible for us to give up, like the association of beautiful people. But Krishna can simply walk away from a, a, a host of beautiful girls in the middle of the night, in the middle of the forest of Vrindavan. He can simply walk away because he is self-satisfied. He doesn't need these material bodies um, to uh, to give him pleasure. But he does get great pleasure from the loving devotional attitudes of his great devotees who are constantly living in the spiritual world in the association of him and his other devotees. So we become attracted simply by hearing about or by reading about the Supreme Personality of God, his, his attributes, his activities, his loving exchanges with the devotees uh, who were us, his jivas. We are parts and parcels of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But somehow or other, we have our individual personalities. Nonetheless, our constitutional position is to render loving service to the Supreme Lord. And why would we do that? Because we're pleasure-seeking living entities. We always want pleasure. We don't want any cessation in our pleasure such as we encounter in going through our lives in this material world. And where do we get that pleasure to the most, to the greatest degree? By the association of the devotees and by eventually the association with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So we learn to act in service. Uh, every, almost every one of us, a, a large, large percentage of our population are simply working to support ourselves and our families. And that's a good thing to do. That can be a good thing to do. Ordinarily, work is binding. Uh, so we, uh, because of the reactions that come from our activities, of making a livelihood, we are therefore bound into in this material world. But as soon as we begin to offer the fruits of our efforts, the fruits of our labors to the Supreme Lord, then he relieves us of those karmic reactions that are uh, that we have that we've just piled up on top of one another and going through our lives in this material world and we learn by being around devotees and by reading the words of persons personalities like Srila Prabhupada and the six Goswamis of Vrindavan and and uh, and uh, Lord Lord Sri uh, Vyasadeva uh, from from reading the works of these personalities, then we start gaining attraction to that supreme Lord and losing the taste 
for any pleasurable activities that we happen to find in this material world, for losing the taste for objects of our senses, automobiles, houses, uh, beautiful clothes, beautiful places to live, beautiful places to come and, and have, have all kinds of recreational activities. We, we lose the taste for that because we realize that they are not substantial. They will go away. It's just like eating some, some really nice dessert. And as soon as you have filled up with that dessert, you no longer have any taste for that dessert. And if you have that same dessert day after day after day uh, for 365 days of the year or 360 days of the lunar year, then you will eventually want something else that is a dessert. You, you can get tired of that. But we never get tired of hearing hearing about the topics regarding the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And one of the reasons for that, for that is that they're eternally going on in the spiritual world. And they're endlessly variegated. So we can always find something new and pleasurable in the association of the Supreme Lord and his devotees. So, in working for, to support oneself and one's family, uh, one may come to the point of using some portion of his income and his assets in acts of devotion. For example, even though a car seems like a, a very mundane thing, or a bus, or a train, or an airplane, may seem like very gross material objects, still, they can be used in the service of the Supreme Lord. Uh, we had a, a request by Mother Nitriki Shori, who is the principal of our TKG Academy, our local Gurukula, where this, our, we, many of us send our children to school. We had a request from her that someone with a van or a truck pick up a couple of whiteboards from somewhere, I think, up in the Richardson area and bring them back here. Apparently, they have been donated to our school, and she needed somebody to bring them back. So this could be an opportunity then to use your vehicle instead of just simply going to and from work or going going to and from places that you have gone to in the past for entertainment. Now you can actually do something that benefits, first of all, our children. And they're not just our children, they're Krishna's children. They have taken birth in our households and this movement, this International Society of Krishna Consciousness, for a very particular reason. And this should be their very last birth in this material world. Or we can say the last birth that they're forced by their reactions of their activities to take in this material world. Now, if they choose to come back and serve their their spiritual master once they have accepted a spiritual master, if they choose to come back into this world, then Krishna will be very pleased with that because he wants to get all the living entities out of this material world. So one of the best activities we can perform then is to try to give knowledge of the Supreme Lord and the spiritual world to people who whom we come into contact with, who otherwise may never hear anything about the spiritual world. And if they never hear anything about it, 
How is it that they're going to become attracted to it? And if they don't become attracted to it, that means they're going to be attracted to something in this material world. And then what happens in this material world? One comes back again and again and again. And why do they do that? Is that strictly just punishment given by the Supreme Lord? Absolutely not. It's because they have the desire to come back and do it all over again. Just one of the richest billionaires that we have in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, his name is T. Boone Pickens. Just recently, yesterday I believe it was, gave up his body, and there will be a funeral for him soon. So if, if Mr. Pickens ever had the opportunity to do some service for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, certainly that will serve him very well. And if he does take his birth again in this material world, in his next lifetime, he will begin at that point of devotional service and give, be given the opportunity to, to come into contact with uh, the, the uh, devotees of Krishna who are going out, distributing literatures, talking to people, Offering people nice things to eat that have been offered to the Supreme Lord. And these are the kinds of activities then that are service to the Supreme Lord. So what we like to do is to share knowledge and share our activities and share the food that we eat with like-minded persons, which means with other devotees of the Lord, because those are the ones that give us a great deal of pleasure. And what we like to do for those who are not so knowledgeable about Krishna and his abode, his beauty, his personality, his activities, we like to present information to them. And so all glories to those persons who choose to go out and distribute literatures which can be the beginning of the end of those unfortunate souls stay in this material world. A place where they come back again and again and again because they're, they're always looking for some way to find pleasure in this material energy of the Lord which is uh, endlessly mutable means that it does not remain the same. So we we know, those of us who are householders or who have possessions, we know that the possessions that we worked really hard to get do not give us lasting pleasure. Automobiles, for example, that's a big one in our society, isn't it? That everybody has to have. And if they don't have to have it, they want it. And, and so what, what happens after a few weeks and a few months of, of owning a brand new automobile? It's no longer new. And it begins to cause problems. First, one little thing, one little, little electronic thing, maybe our, our radio or our CD player will not come on. And another time, maybe our windshield wipers stop working and it looks like we're finally getting a little sprinkling of rain here in Dallas, Texas, which kind of heralds the coming end of summertime, which we're very happy about. Kind of like the monsoon season in India. Very people become very happy about that. So even if, if one's windshield wipers cease to work, it's a, it's a real cause of antagonism to the owner because generally speaking, when one gets up in the morning, they don't give themselves an extra hour or two to get to work just in case something bad happens. And so, uh, unfortunately then, these very items that they've worked hard to purchase and which are now more expensive than we've ever known them to be,
Uh, They're causing problems instead of bringing pleasure. And so these are the kinds of activities that we want to help people learn to get away from. Or if they have to continue the activities with those possessions that they use some portion of their income uh, to support the preaching activities of the Hare Krishnas. Because only by that knowledge that they're going to receive from the devotees then are they going to become more attracted to Krishna and his associates and the spiritual world in which they all live than we are to this world that is just a, it's just like a, a it's a on again off again pleasure you get a little bit of pleasure you get a little pain so uh, it, it it can be a very unfortunate thing we're always pleased to see. Our children doing well, those of us who are householders, we want them to do well in school. We want them to have fun so that they enjoy school. We want them to enjoy their teachers and their fellow students. But occasionally something will happen to cause some great distress. Uh, we have a very, uh, we have close friends, my wife and I do, uh, whose, whose child uh, a young woman who has just entered her first year of college has tried to take her own life. Very unfortunate thing. She's not a devotee child. She's not raised in a devotee family. But because we know them and we feel very, uh, we feel very affectionate toward them because of their association with our own children. Uh, therefore, when when something like this happens to another person's child. We feel it too because we've gone through it ourselves. And there have been times that we just thought there would be no end to the suffering. And then all of a sudden the suffering is over and then we start trying to enjoy again. Anyhow, that's the way people do when they come into this material world. Always looking for something to bring them happiness, to bring them pleasure and satisfaction. And and trying to bring that also to those persons who come from their own bodies, their children. And so uh, the the devotees then tried to give something to people who are in this very uh, brief situation. I say brief because 60, 70, 80 years of stay on this planet is just like a flash. It goes by so quickly. Although uh, when children are in the Gurukula, you know, they're in the first grade and they they just can't wait till they get to be in the second grade or third grade. And then when they get into high school and then they think, oh man, if I could just ever get out of this place and get into college. And then when they get into college, they think, oh, will it never end? I want to get out and start making money. And so when they finally get their degrees and get out of college and start working, then they find that there are a lot of antagonists and detractors that they have to deal with. And there are problems that come up from day to day. And their spouses sometimes become very dissatisfied and walk away from them. So, you know, these are the kind, and we don't like to dwell on that too much because it makes us sound like we're very gloomy people. Instead, we like to have continual happiness because that's the nature of the soul. So when once we learn what it takes to gain that happiness, then that's what we tend to pursue. And so that's the reason that we want other people to know about Krishna, his past, his wonderful, exciting pastimes. So becoming convinced 
of Krishna's presence, becoming convinced that Krishna is a historical personality and not just a figment of someone's imagination, is a wonderful thing. Because once we become, we become convinced that Krishna exists, and once we learn uh, what his powers are, and once we learn what kind of relationship he wants to have with us, just as we might want to have with him, then once, then our lives begin to change, and we stop thinking about this material world, these material bodies as our final destination, and we start realizing that we hear uh, in, in, as inmates in the prison house that is that is operated by this energy of the Supreme Lord, who is actually a very beautiful devotee of the Lord known as Durga Devi. And so uh, if we, once we become convinced about the Supreme Lord's presence, then we start accepting the descriptions of historical events and the personalities that go with it. Just like we read about in the, in the uh, Mahabharata and the Ramayana. We read about those personalities who were great devotees of the Lord, and we also read about those personalities who were great demons. But we, we so much admire the character of those who are very much devoted to the Supreme Lord that we ourselves, we want to become like that. And so, and so, uh, we constantly want to recall the descriptions and pastimes. And so when we're chanting our, our japa during our meditation each day, then it's really nice to be, to have occasionally something come into our minds about that we have read about or heard about recently about Krishna's pastimes. And we want to keep ourselves in the company of persons who are more advanced than we are because it's from them that we will constantly hear about Krishna and his pastimes. I've had the great fortune of working out at Radhanath Prabhu's ranch, which is called Kalachanji's Farm now, I believe, because Radhanath Prabhu has dedicated part of his uh, property out there uh, to uh, helping to serve the cows and serve the devotees who come out occasionally. And and so uh, uh, it's been my pleasure to work with him. And there's another devotee here. This is uh, our mother Kalindi, who teaches in the Gurukula. Her father, who is who, who along with his wife, are staying with uh, Kalindi and her husband Kapil. And he's been coming out there and doing some work there for Radhanath Prabhu and his wife. And so uh, there are times in the day when when we, we get really exhausted from the heat and the work when I'm out there with them. And it's good just to sit around in the shade of a tree behind their house and feel a little bit of a breeze coming, even though it might be 95 degrees outside. Still, if you get all hot and sweaty from doing work and then a cool breeze blows across you, uh, then you can start feeling some relief. And you sit around and, and just just converse with other people. And Radhanath was a bit amused uh, by what his wife told him one time, Mother Deb- Deborah. Uh, she's a, she's a, a, a Ph.D. in psychology, and she works uh, during the day, so she's not there. But especially when she came to know uh, about devotees, you know, through her husband, and they would come out there and be with them, she said, one thing I notice about you guys, when you get together, all you do is talk about Srila Gurudev and Krishna. 
<laughs> and so Radhanath said, thank you. <laughs> That's very nice to hear. It's a very good observation that you have. So this is one of the activities that helps us to become convinced that Krishna does exist. And we're always talking about different kinds of pastimes that either Krishna or his devotees have been involved in. And then we begin to see one's activities as actions in devotion. We begin to see that all of the activities that we perform can be, uh, can be used as a devotional service to the Supreme Lord. Whether it's just giving part of our income, uh, to support the programs around our temple, or whether it's giving part of our time. For example, when we have a big festival like we've had recently where, uh, a lot of people come together and they, they pluck the petals off, off thousands of roses and we shower them over their Lordship Shishirada Kalachanji and, and we get great pleasure in doing that. So, uh, uh, when, when we see that kind of activity and maybe we contribute something ourselves to the purchase of, of those nice flowers or we contribute to something to purchase the foodstuffs that are prepared for and offered to the Supreme Lord every day, then then uh, we, we, we're beginning to understand how everything that we do can be an action in, in, the, uh, in devotional service to the Lord. One of the activities that gives us the greatest amount of satisfaction and pleasure is that of sharing knowledge of Krishna and his activities with other people especially those who have never heard about Krishna before, just as I, I experienced back in 1973 in Knoxville, Tennessee, bored to death with the work I was doing and just getting out and walking around the streets, you know, whenever I'd get a break and coming upon a group of people out there chatting on the streets and distributing literature and one young fellow giving me a book. And, and some of us have had that experience. We picked up a piece of literature from someone else some people have even picked up a, a book out of a garbage can. Or uh, there was a, a, an account of one young fellow who was driving down the street, came to a stoplight, and noticed that there was something lying on the street right beside his car, opened the door, picked it up, took it home, read it, and became a devotee of Krishna. Isn't that amazing? That's not coincidental, folks. That's not by chance that something like that happens. And when it happens, we're so pleased. So whoever that book was given to initially who decided that they didn't want it and would just toss it out, it was, it found its way. So we say that the books have personality. They have their own volition. That means that they can determine to whom they're going to wind up with. Isn't that amazing? Is that possible? Is that possible that a book can have volition, that it can make decisions? No, not this person. This person. This is the one whose hands I want to hold me. And these are the, this, these are the eyes that I want to read the words on my pages. And sometimes it happens like that. So all of this is, is all of this devotional service, these devotional activities are intended to help us remember at the time of quitting our bodies. And Krishna has something to say about that in the 8th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And I'm going to uh, just re- recite this verse from uh, the, it's, it's text number 6 in chapter 8. And you probably heard it before and you can read, you can recite along with me. Yam yam vapi smaram da bhavam chajantante kalevram. 
tam tam evaita kuntaya sada tad bhava bhavita. And the translation is, whatever state of being one remembers when one quits his body, O son of Kunti, that state he will attain without fail. So our entire lives then should be dedicated, among other things, the, well, the primary focus of our lives, especially as we <clears throat> knowingly approach the end of our lives, uh, is to, uh, the primary purpose is that, so that we can remember Krishna at the time of our departure. But even if for some reason or another we were in great pain and we and we have we're having to take something like some um, opioid or some other type of drug to relieve the pain <clears throat> and it may affect our ability to think and to reason as we would normally do uh still Krishna assures us uh, he assures I think this was a conversation he was having with King Yudhisthira when King Yudhisthira asks him the question, Krishna, if your devotee cannot remember you at the time of his death, well then what happens to him? And Krishna tells uh, Yudhisthira, if my devotee cannot remember me, I will remember my devotee. So in his report uh, to this text number, uh, this verse number 6 in chapter 8 of the Bhagavad Gita, Srila Prabhupada says, the process of chanting one's, one's nature at the critical moment, I'm sorry, the process of changing one's nature at the critical moment of death is here explained. A person who at the end of his life quits his body thinking of Krishna attains the transcendental nature of the Supreme Lord, but it is not true that a person who thinks of something other than Krishna attains the same transcendental state. This is a point we should note very carefully, Prabhupada says. How can one die in the proper state of mind? Maharaj Bharat, although a great personality, thought of a deer at the end of his life, and so in his next life he was transferred into the body of a deer. Although as a deer, he remembered his past activities, he had to accept that animal body. Of course, one's, uh, one's thoughts during the course of one's life accumulate to influence one's thoughts at the moment of death. So this life creates one's next life. If in one's present life, one, one lives uh, in the mode of goodness and always thinks of Krishna, it is possible for one to remember Krishna at the end of one's life. That will help one be transferred to the transcendental nature of Krishna. If one is transcendentally absorbed in Krishna's service, then his next body will be transcendental, means spiritual, not material. Therefore, the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, is the best process for successfully changing one's state of being at the end of one's life. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Do we have any questions or comments that anyone would like to offer at this time? All right, we thank you everyone for coming and listening to us, listening to this recitation from the Srimad Bhagavatam and from the, uh, the Bhagavad Gita and from Krishna book. 
And we hope that something that was said today might just help you to remember Krishna during the day and might help you to get the opportunity to say some little something to one of your fellow workers or if you're if you're a stay-at-home person, say maybe to your children or to your spouse, something that would encourage them also to pursue seeking knowledge about Krishna and his supreme abode to which we aspire uh, at the end of this lifetime. Is that okay? All right, everyone. Hare Krishna, have a good day. And I hope that all of you think about Krishna at some point in the day and be sure to chant your uh, minimum number of japa rounds. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Shishi Vada Kalachanjidam. All glories to Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna.